16 minutes it is before 8pm. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. It's our headlines segment. And uh, yeah, this evening we uh, cast our sights on announcement on Friday uh, uh, by the National Treasury and the World Bank. South Africa receiving uh, a... uh, development policy loan of 750 million US dollars from the World Bank Group and uh, yeah joining me on the line to tell us a bit more about uh, this loan to what uh, use it will be put uh, and of course I guess uh, some of the uh, reciprocal obligations I'm joined by the Director General at the National Treasury uh, Mr. Dondo Mohajane. Dondo good evening and welcome. Thank you very much. Good evening, Anabonga. Uh, uh, thank you very much for having me. Good evening to your listeners. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us, DG. Let's maybe start off here. Um, we understand this uh, loan, I guess, has been eight months in the coming. Um, and maybe you might want to, I guess, share uh, uh, slightly uh, what might have led to uh, this very, very long lead time in negotiations to try and bring this one across the line, uh, which we understand is to be used for critical health uh, and other social safety programs. Look, it's not it's not long um, by 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 you know the looking at the engagements that we had and the consultations that mm. we had to make, and uh, obviously the various many meetings that we would have with the World Bank colleagues. So now it's not too long, but um, uh, and obviously we had our own internal consultations in South Africa, but, you know, within government, and finally yes, we are we are here. We've got the loan. Um, it's the first uh, I wonder for after so many years of engaging with the World Bank, so it's, it's the first of its kind, and we'll be looking forward. It's, it's a good test. We'll see from here to how such loans from an, a, a multilateral development bank like the World Bank mm. um, can, can 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 do for us. So uh, we're looking forward to implementing this loan and, and ensuring that we actually test. Uh, what what whether the World Bank instrument would be suitable for South Africa or not? And I mean, when, when you speak about suitability, I guess it's grounded in a context where there's a certain history to how the World Bank and other Bretton Woods institutions have operated in the global south and uh, and in Africa in particular. Um, and and I'm quite interested, I guess, in in some of your own thoughts on you know what with that history, what it means, I guess, to be a member country now of the World Bank um, and having yeah. access to some of these facilities as well. Look, South Africa has been a member of the World Bank, I think, since after World War II. You know, um, I mean, part of South Africa was, was owning the World Bank, was mm. part of the World Bank. So from 1994 on, we've been members of the World Bank. We are in a group there. Or then we're in a group called Africa Group One constituency in the World Bank. We mainly English-speaking countries, mm. and with the fight, and I call it fight in inverted commas, and with the influence and the and engagement that we had early days. I'm talking the period between '95 um, and, and and you know or up to around you know now. We we've been engaging the what's called the reform of the Bretton Woods institution. Mm. You remember that Trevor Manuel when he was Minister of Finance, at some point he was the chair of the development committee, one of the key committees in the World Bank. At the time, uh, when he was Minister of Finance, we played the South Africa in particular a major role in ensuring that the voice of developing countries and the voice of low-income countries is enhanced in the World Bank and, and, and the IMF, both the BW, Britain Woods Institution. So with that fight in Vettel Commerce, as I mentioned, we were able to get the 25th 
shares of the World Bank because the issue of voice and representation is quite big in the World Bank. So we've got the 25th chair, where this chair in particular is made up of ourselves, Nigeria and Angola. We mm-hmm. form one constituency, as they call them, in the World Bank. Sure. So we are there. Uh, and then so we kind of have seen it right from the early days in the 90s, uh, as soon as uh, after democracy, to where we are in terms of how this bank evolved over time and how the reform took place and the influence of South Africa in particular through the 10-year period that Trevor Manuel was Minister of Finance and the role that he played in the Bretton Woods institution. So now is the time. You'll remember also that in 2007, in fact, from 2006 onwards, we started engaging the World Bank on the ESCOM loan, the the Mm. famous $3.75 billion that was was from Ethiopian Kusilin. I was there, you know, obviously on the ground at the time for those years. The, only, the loan only came through in 2010 after four years of engagement mm. and then real changing what essentially would have been things that we wouldn't agree with because at least we had the voice and sure. we used that voice effectively. Mm. Many, many yeah. uh, rules, many, many conditions were changed, many, many approaches were changed not only for South Africa but for developing countries and low-income countries in particular. So we played a major role and I think now South Africa taking this decision to engage at a government level, not mm. as a state-owned company level, at a government level, is after much hard work where conditionalities were softened, where the view that the World Bank would have advanced uh, you know, as from the 70s, 80s, completely changed. And the pricing and the instruments that the World Bank uses would have changed. So. Yeah. We, 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 you know, it's a long, as we said... Let's talk about that, DJ. So it, it comes a long yeah. way. Let's talk we about just, that. Um, we, you know, decide, you know, quickly to just take this show. Sure, sure. We are calculated, we are strategic, and then we are focused on ensuring that we, 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 we get the best sure, for South Africa. Sure. You know, that, that history of reform of the institution itself, the World Bank Group, I think is very, very helpful because I want us to maybe get into a bit of the detail now around the terms of this. I mean, you spoke about pricing. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a few, I guess, reports doing the rounds and I'd like to just hear from yourselves at the National Treasury. What is the pricing on this one? I mean, uh, some people have said LIBO plus 2%, I guess, you know, uh, a man- minimum or maximum. Uh, a lot of numbers doing the rounds. What, what, is the, what are the terms of the pricing? The round, yes, but I can comfortably say to you that um, you know, we got this on concessional terms. Um, you know, if we have to go to a to to get a, a loan like this in the normal market, would have been priced three four hundred more than what we got. So mm. we got this deal um, at three four hundred percent less basis points. Say at one percent, if you have to round it off in a way um, compared to what we would have normally gotten if we had to go to the normal market. So we think on that front. It's a good deal. We've got a, it's a, we've got 13 years repayment period, um, and, and this includes a grace period for three mm. years. So meaning we can we can this have not pay, but you have to pay it within obviously uh, you know 10 I mean 13 years. So, 10 so, years in particular. So are you suggesting that this would be so what four percent lower than what's on the 10 year? Uh, yes, at the moment, yes, so around what yes. no, ten years now, nine point two. So what's that? Um, Five point two somewhere there. Around there, around there. So, as I say, you know, um, it, it, for us, when you looked at it, looked at our debt service costs, you know, what would normally be, it reduces all of that. Mm. Uh, if I had to go into the market and get $750 million. Sure, sure. 
Now the so other, we, we, okay. we, it's a better deal. Yeah, yeah. Now, the other element, of course, I mean, I, which I found quite interesting, and, and the World Bank even says of um, its development policy financing, which uh, is part of, I guess, the uh, sort of what they call de- development policy financing program. Uh, and I would assume this loan is part of that. Uh, makes yes, funds. EPL, as they call it, development yes, policy yeah. loan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they, they make funds available to countries here. One on the basis of maintenance of an adequate macroeconomic policy framework. The second one is satisfactory implementation of the overall reform program. And what they then have as C is the completion of a set of critical mutually agreed prior policy and institutional actions between the bank and the client. Now, now I think many South Africans would be interested in B and C, which is, you know, what I guess is the nature of that overall reform program. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the third one, I mean, some of the mutually agreed upon institutional and policy actions. Yes, and, and these, these are not imposed on us. They were not, uh, you know, there's no list of, docu- of, 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 of reforms that you got from the World Bank and they gave it to us. No, none of that. Mm. We, the, the, the understanding is around certain program actions and call them actions under this program that were taken and that we had to put and them recognizing that there are certain fundamentals that we did well and that we are continuing to do well. And uh, so it is those things that we ourselves committed. You know? uh, as I say, there's no conditions attached to the loan. It is a budget support loan to assist us in dealing with the impact that we have had. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, you know there are certain basic assessments that any, you know, financier or lender would, would look at. You know, they assess us primarily on our current and prospective macroeconomic policy framework. Mm. And then rather than just looking solely, uh, you know, I won't get recent and future economic outcomes. No, we just looked at what is that that, that, that we position ourselves to do. What are those reforms that we've said? We want to, the same pressure reform that we've been talking about today, um, you know, that we have in all our documents that we talked about at the medium-term budget position. Those are the same ones. It's not any new thing. And they recognize that we have moved. They recognize our campaign around implementation of COVID-19 interventions. They recognize our support on the social relief of distress. They recognize that we did a number of things. Now, what they did, this loan is simply to augment, to augment our efforts and the money that we may have at our disposal to ensure that we achieve all of these things that we want to do. And then that's why we went on to, to get this loan. So, mm. uh, so as I said, yeah. it's, it's, very, very, it's on good terms. So I think, I mean, you, you've covered me on the macro uh, and I guess the sort of... Um, overall reform program and where with the bank i guess you'd be batting on the same wicket where there would be broad areas of alignment and agreement uh, i'm mm-hmm. quite interested i guess in this third one i mean which is on this issue of prior policy and institutional actions i mean because many people have been sort of talking about this as south africa's been rewarded uh, for one signaling the right reforms carrying out a proper you know, COVID-19 containment and vaccination program, uh, and really, I guess, ticking all of the right boxes prior to getting to this loan. And and, and that's why... 2017. Mm. You'll remember that we had those, let me remind you, 14 confidence-boosting measures when Manuzi Gaba was the Minister of Finance. And we built on that with a document that essentially was called the Tito document, so-called the policy document that maps out the, 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 the 
you know, structural reform agenda for South Africa, the one that we issued two years ago, and under Minister Tito Mboweni's guidance. Mm. Now, when you look at these two documents, these are the actual prior, uh, you know, action, prior uh, package of action uh, items that we, we're talking about. They are no different. Release of spectrum, um, you know, um, uh, you know, network industries, um, you know, support to the vulnerable, mm. um, you know, all of our visa, ease of visa, ease of, uh, you know, doing business. All of these things, these are prior policy actions where they demonstrated that this work that we do, COVID-19 came, it impacted on all of the work. Some, some of the work where funds or necessary resources were needed, where then there was a slowdown, either because of the economy not performing well and obviously tax revenue is not coming in. So we had to augment that and recognizing those actions, recognizing the intervention that we wanted to make, then the, the need for this, for this policy loan um, that we actually even started, as you correctly said, negotiating some, some eight or ten months ago. So mm. it has been long in the... I mean, it was only then in 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 uh, in in, uh, in 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 April, sorry on the fourth of May, for instance, when we wrote to the World Bank and wanted think about where the situation was in on around fourth of May, requesting the World Bank to 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 to, to actually recognize that we had challenges. Mm. We, at the time, we said we, we penciled the two billion dollar number, and then we working towards that, and then uh, you know so. They were able to come to the party as, 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 as a first yeah. step of engaging, which when we looked at our own financing arrangements, 750 was okay because you've got a target, as you may know, $3 billion in, in a dollar-denominated or foreign-denominated loans that you want to achieve sure. under this funding program for the current financial year. So mm. in a way, we are on track towards meeting our foreign loan-denominated yeah. uh, loans. Sure. And DJ, we'll come, we'll come back to this issue of, of, I guess, the borrowing requirement and, and where, you know, this funding, some of the funding for AFDB, IMF and others fits into to that. But, but I'm quite interested, I guess, in, you know, what then would be the implications of non-performance on some of these reforms? I mean, some of the things you mentioned, although they've been signaled, are yet to materialize. Uh, I mean, let's take the example of Spectrum. I mean, many people are also suggesting our public infrastructure program is yet to kick off in earnest. Um, And and I'm quite interested, I guess, in whether or not a loan like this might be tied to any, um, you know, obligations on South Africa in instances of um, non-performance. I mean, in instances where the spectrum release does not happen as fast as maybe might be anticipated or the infrastructure program uh, or any other Mm. mutually agreed upon uh, policy or institutional action does not materialize. None of that. None of that. There will not be an instance where we don't achieve any of the things that we said to achieve, then the loan may be withdrawn or anything like that. No. It is not tied to any of those conditions. It is, it is, it is, it is this loan, as I say, it's con- it, there's got no conditions at all, unlike your normal general loan conditions where you must pay on such and such a date and this interest and, and so on. Those are normal. Remember, mm. we, we raise money every, every week. Yes, so yes, no, sure. We are quite mm. used to, to, to come such general conditions of, of loans. But insofar as what you are asking, there's none of that. We, it, it, it's an obligation that we place on ourselves as government, as a treasury, ensuring that we do what we said we want to do and we accelerate our uh, you know, uh, reform program in the way that we have to do. So, it, it is, it is, there's no conditions attached to a loan insofar as 
the points that you mentioned are concerned. Mm-hmm. None of that. And I must make that clear that this loan has got no conditions as such. Talk to me, I guess, about, um, you know, because a lot of this has been mooted as sort of uh, budget support rather than, you know, loans that are ring-fenced and specific to certain things. You made the point earlier on that earlier interactions with the World Bank had been via our SOE, uh, ESCOM, uh, rather than, I guess, the state itself. Um, And I'm quite interested in your assessment. What are some of the things on the budgetary side of things that one might increase the borrowing requirement and might lead to some shift in how much of that borrowing requirement uh, uh, is to be funded by multilateral financing institutions. Yeah. We, we took a view some time ago to say, let's approach the MDB, all of them, NDB, New Development Bank, World Bank, IMF, African Development Bank, uh, to actually approach them for support, you can call it budget support loans, yes, to augment and give, also mainly to diversify, diversify our funding sources. What, what, what the, the, the beauty of some, some of these, uh, you know, uh, approach that we, we decided now to do is that it also comes with targeted financing, some areas that where we think we will need greater support. Because it's one thing to just, you know, say to the Department of Transport, we will, we will, we will give you money to do X and build this road, build that road. The next thing, the department doesn't deliver on time. The department doesn't, but it's easier when you go to the new development bank or bridge bank and say, bridge bank, can you help us with a billion dollars to fund this road infrastructure network under the Sandra program? Sandra will go in there and borrow it. Mm. So it becomes easy because they will then play an oversized role. We know we suffer from implementation in South Africa. Our departments, our agencies are not geared as yet. Our inter- implementation uh, you know, mechanisms are still slow. So augmenting this with the kind of interventions and support that we can get from people like the New Development Bank and the experts in there in terms of uh, uh, you know, uh, accelerated implementation and mechanisms, that on its own is a plus factor. But as I say, it's something that we are slowly, uh, carefully approaching and looking at so that we, because other countries are doing it. We've learned, when I engaged with my counterparts in China, and Brazil, and, and India in particular, these three countries, you really see the benefit that even China has uh, in using some of these multilateral development banks because it comes with monitoring over and above just giving the financing. Now, mm. different when I go to the market, I go and get Future Growth or somebody or BlackRock or PIMCO giving me uh, $5 billion, and, and all they're waiting for is their payday. They're not interested how you're going to use it, they are not interested in whether they are value for money, but MDBs are different in that. In that, they don't look the other way. They actually support you through the various uh, you know, skills base that they have, support you to implement. And again, we are looking at it very closely. It cannot be support and then you do this and that. Something that's going to put the sovereignty of the state at stake. So we we, we approach it very carefully and and we guarding against all of that. And as mm-hmm. I say, all of these institutions in the last. 10, 15 years have changed their attitudes to countries like ours and other low-income countries. And they continue to refine the product that they offer sure. so that they are in line with, with what we need. Yeah. DJ, your response is helpful, but I, I guess there's one part that still remains uncovered, which is what in your assessment do you see as major um, you know, budgetary 
implications on the upside um, or I wouldn't call it risks I mean I guess in your language you would you, you know you would call it risks uh, on the upside that one might have a massive and material impact on your borrowing requirement and by extension what you might want to go to those MDBs for look as I say these institutions all of them are triple A rated okay the World Bank in particular has got a triple A rating what does this mean it means for someone who may not be familiar, they also they can borrow us at very low rates on international capital compared to what's happening in the international capital market. They themselves get very low rates. So when they on lend the money, it's essentially at very low rates. So there's one thing that we can do, the, our borrowing costs, the interest that we play on debt is far low. Currently, you may have heard us saying that we, in servicing our debt, we are paying far much more. Um, interest payments mm. is the fastest growing uh, category of expenditure in our government system. I mean, we, we're spending more than the budget of health in interest payments. Health budget is about 240, 230, 240 billion rent. Now, we're paying almost 300 billion rent to what debt service costs per year. So, Getting to, you know, support from these multilateral development banks, cheap as it may be, it reduces that. It reduces that in that, you know, the terms are, you know, um, you know long term like as it is now, 10 years, 3 years interest free, mm. I mean, you know, 10 years non-payment, 3 years non-payment, and, and we, have, and we have 10 years to spend. Now, again, it depends how long you want the money for. If you wanted it for 20 years, I think those products are there and available in the sure, World Bank system. Sure including in the, in the new development bank, mm-hmm. BRICS bank, and many, many other, other sure. banks. So in a sense, DG, you're saying, you know, this is putting just your feet in the water uh, when it comes putting to... Putting our feet in the yeah, water yeah. is the first for South Africa. Mm. With, you know, the last... Let me give you a little bit of history that you may not be... Many listeners may not be aware that mm. even apartheid South Africa did not go to the World Bank, by the way. The last time they went to the World Bank was around the 1950s, about 1957. The World Bank team came as 95, 96, I mean, I may have got my date wrong, but the executive directors of a few EDs came to the South Africa immediately after 94, trying to ensure that they lure us, I'm using the word carefully, L-U-R-E, lure us to start engaging with the World Bank. Every time we send them taking, because we are not ready, we are not interested. The World Bank was still seen by many in South Africa as an extension of the imperialist system, as, would, uh, you mm-hmm. know, as we used to say, as, as we grew up and understanding the role of the Britain with institutions. Structural adjustment was at the height in the 70s and 80s. All that changed. So we, we went to the World Bank now after understanding the product. Then around 96, 97, there was a $15 million loan that was given to us to support some interventions in municipalities at the time. Mm. We paid them within, within, in a very, within a year. We paid everything back because of Onerous conditionalities sure. at the time because we're still dealing with the World Bank of the old. And so we, we come a long way in ensuring that what we got is not something that we rushed in, it's mm. something that we thought through. And, and, and uh, when I spoke to the Minister of Finance today about this earlier, we were just chatting, having coffee. And, and he said to me, You know, we, we South Africans and many other, many other people around who question this thing should know that we are also having an interest as South Africans, as people who live here and want to have the future 
of this country intact, that we are not about to sell South Africa, we're not mm. about to compromise the sovereignty of this sure. with this those. It's in our interest also to ensure that we get the best deal for our country, we are patriotic about our country, and then we remain as such, and we've been doing a good job to date in managing the assets and liabilities mm. of this country through through the work that we do sure. at the Treasury. DJ, thanks for that. And maybe just a last one before I let you go. Um, yes, in the sir. next hour or so, we're going to be talking to uh, municipal workers out in Renosta, uh, Bach local municipality. And it seems a lot of the expectation in that part of the world is that the Treasury will come in and uh, bail out a very bad situation there. I mean, uh, effectively, one of two state entities, ESCOM taking over the uh, assets and the bank accounts of the municipality, workers unpaid since November. Um, is there something you've seen? And uh, maybe you might want to comment on that. Look, we, we have at least 130 municipalities in our own estimates that are under challenge, that are challenged in many ways. Others are self-inflicted you know, injuries and conditions. Mm. And then we expect that, obviously, we have to assist. Not assist in the form of bailing out. I think it's the wrong approach. But to understand the challenge, when it be to fix the delivery system, to mm. fix management, to fix financial management, which in most cases is a challenge, whereby municipalities are on the brink of collapse, many, simply because they don't have the right skill of people in place. And, and uh, you know, we have a challenge. But, however... As demonstrated now in, in, in for instance, in Lekwa and other municipalities where the court ruled and saying we must come in, where we have to come in, we don't have a choice. But the challenge that we have is that we have a, a, you know, municipalities mm. that should ensure that the, you know, the, the, the skill base is improved to actually manage the finances and also manage any delivery interventions that are needed. So the, the, the municipality in question may just find that when you go deeper, the issue is that around non-collection of mm. revenue and non-collection uh, of, 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 of rates and taxes. And as a result, don't expect that if your municipality is not able to collect its taxes and rates, that it will be sustainable. So in this case, I mean, so do, you, do you mediate, sometimes, do you, do you yes, mediate right. between the parties? Do you, you know, uh, extend some short-term relief so that salaries are paid? Uh, what becomes your role? Because it, it does seem, I mean, a lot of the reportage is saying the Treasury, I mean, one one uh, headline here, Treasury to bail out Northern Cape municipality over unpaid workers. So it does create the, the impression. Provide, the law provides the municipality finance recovery plan. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, in, a, in a municipality that has failed, we, we then have to do that. And in some cases, yes, it will come with some financial interventions, but in some cases, it will simply mean that the plan should just be to, uh, you know, uh, assist the municipality to start, sure. um, you know, managing its affairs properly. And you find that in some cases, it's just a matter of assistance mm. here and there. Sure. But the system that's there now, is imagine if you've got 130 of these type municipalities mm. which are struggling, the resource base is not there, mm. it's not enough. Yeah. Um, uh, and, we, you know, the model in South Africa currently is that, uh, you, know, you know, only around... Uh, you know, there are some small municipalities where they are dependent on on equitable share sure, transfers sure. and only, uh, you know, small percentage of revenue collection. But it's assumed that many municipalities should be able to carry DG, their own based on their rate base and tax base. Hold the line there for me. Hold the line there.
Yeah, 13 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the headlines here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, we wrap up our chat with the Director General at the National Treasury, Dondo Mukhajane. Uh, DG, just as we wrap up, I think uh, the point you were making before we went uh, to the break there is well made. Um, that, you know, you would have a, a system that looks at, I guess, uh, the uh, dependency or lack thereof of different municipalities uh, on the equitable share, you know, I guess the history of some of the challenges involved here. Uh, but maybe just to get your response just on that last one, um, because I guess we're going to be speaking to some of the workers after this. There is this expectation that the Treasury will bail them out, but you're saying that depending on the situation as it unfolds in that particular municipality, that might not necessarily be the intervention. Uh, but the mediation yes. between ESCOM and the municipality, because it does seem in this case that ESCOM, as is the case in many municipalities, would have you know, access to the purse strings. Yes, no, we, 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 we have to have an, an amicable solution among the, the, the parties involved. And obviously we would like to come in there. The, the, the situation which is not ideal is when for instance, an entity like ESCOM takes over the, 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 the you know the bank account of the municipality and control it through some court order. That would be unfortunate. But a situation where a commitment is made by the municipality to repay its debt and keep to the commitment, that's important because in most cases there's an agreement, but the municipality doesn't meet its part of mm. its obligation in repay. So there are those issues that will have to come in, obviously, with the Department of Cocta coming and we, among, with ourselves and the and, 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 and ESCOM to agree on some way forward what needs to be. Whilst in our case, we'll have to come up with some uh, municipal finance recovery program of some kind to actually get the, 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 the municipality to get back onto its feet. We will assess, the provincial treasurer will also come in, we will assess what needs to be done. And you find that in some cases, as I said, it's just a matter of a municipality just getting it management and you know order in, in order both financial and and general management in order in ensuring that service delivery is, is provided whilst at the same time repaying that collecting what's due collecting the rates and taxes mm. if they don't have we we'll have to obviously assist them in putting those systems in place sure. for them to be able to collect because at the end most most cases it's about collection and, and, and non-performance on the front by the municipality DJ, we'll have to leave it there for this evening. Thank you once again Thank for you, taking the time out to speak to us. Dondo Mukhajan is the Director General at the National Treasury speaking to us this evening for our headlines. Yeah, send through those voice notes. Love to hear from you, some of your thoughts, and you can send those through on 079-191-4270.